Hello, beautiful people. I'm Callie, and this is season two of Girl Uninspired, the podcast where we talk about channeling our beings, finding our niche, and what we do about inspiration. Welcome to episode seven. I'm here with Chris Abasi. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can introduce yourself. I totally forgot. Um, yeah, uh, I'm I'm Chris. Uh, I can't remember everything I was supposed to say, but I'm a junior. I'm at uh, University of Louisiana Lafayette, the best school on the low. Um, I am a Libra, an INFJ, and I'm ready to fuck shit up. Damn. <laughs> also, your school has like a lake with alligators in it. Yes, like that. I really do that high key like stresses me out. Just the thought of like you'd be walking to class and there'd be a fucking alligator like on the sidewalk. Funny story about that. During mating season in the spring, like it's gonna come up soon this semester. I don't remember what month anymore. They always send us out like emails or like text messages or whatever, and <laughs> the alligators come out of the uh, pond sometimes or the lake because of mating season. Oh my gosh. So, so I was on student orientation staff for uh, UL. So, like, I learned a lot about it in general. But um, one thing I can't remember is, like, if they were de- declawed or defanged or both. But, like, as long as you don't go near them, you're, like, you Gucci. Like, I feel like any animal would be like that, though, in the wild. Like, don't don't go and touch and pet it. That's stupid. Yeah, but thumb. don't they have a thing? <laughs> don't they have a thing with, like, the frat guys where, like, they they, like... It's, like, hazing where they, like, jump in the lake or whatnot. We are a non-hazing school for your information. Um, like every school, just saying. But, uh, I, go on. But do they, like, have to jump in the lake? Uh, I don't think the frat dudes do, unless, like, they have some sort of event that's, like, been allowed. Because other than that, like, they just get in trouble, like. Any other school, I think we have cameras around there, so, like, if they're just doing it to haze students, like, they get kicked off campus. Oh, okay, okay. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, we have Long Yap Day, where we have, like, 20,000 or 22,000 pounds of crawfish that we all get for free if you have, uh, your student ID with you, and then, like, some students get discounts, blah, 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 blah. But, like, there's a d- tradition during it where you can jump in the lake. Do I remember why? No. But our president also does it, so some other people do it. And we also have canoe racing in there. It's all safe. Yeah, you know. I haven't done it, though. Like, you just, your girl's not going to mess up her hair and get sand and lake water all up in it. That's gross. But I'll support others. <laughs> Jump in there and wrestle a gator. <laughs> Bruh. That would, oh, I could not. I could not. They're not even that big, and if they do get too big, like, we release them back into the wild. But, like, nah. Nah, fam. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so I met you, uh, our freshman year of college. And, well, actually, I met you at orientation, where I was having the worst time of my life. (laughs) 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 And, uh... And so I figured out, like, I got my dorm assignment at orientation because I was procrastinated 
getting my dorm assignment in general. And so then I was just assigned to like two random people and whatnot. And my friend was assigned to two random people. And you actually wound up living with my friend. And because I knew you from orientation and we became friends that year and we're still friends, even though you um, left tech and and went to ULL. (laughs) No shade though. Tech is um, different. (laughs) (laughs) To say the least. Yeah. The main reason I switched at first was, one, because of the distance to go back home. At least for y'all, y'all had, like, a really short distance. To get back to Baton Rouge, depending on what time I left, it could take, like, in general, three and a half hours, but it could take four. Yeah. Which is a lot of driving and if you're just going to get to spend, like, a weekend. Right. Something's like, uh... <laughs> and I had to go back pretty early on Sunday, too, so it was, like... Either if I had a class that didn't end on Friday or, like, if I had no class on Friday, then it worked, sort of. Yeah. But, like, it was horrible. It's, <laughs> and plus, when I was switching majors, uh, they didn't have the major I wanted to switch to. Yeah. Okay, so can we talk about that? I want to talk about, like, your whole major journey. So what did you, <laughs> what did, <laughs> what did you start as um, freshman year at Tech? So... Technically, I started out as a cyber engineer freshman year of tech because when they were coming for recruitment, they were trying to grab anyone who was like a computer science major because uh-huh. that's why I first put down. And they're like, hey, it's just like computer science. It's great. Come join us. And I was like, well, it has engineers, so I'll be rich. Why not? And then I did my engineering class, and they also messed up my schedule horribly, which still affects me to this day. Like the math class I had to take, that they only did one different thing that wasn't on the LSU one that I took for dual enrollment credit. Like, it still doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, like, it doesn't count, like, at all. And it brought down my GPA, so it was really dumb because I got an A in the LSU one, and then I got a B at the tech one. So I was like, really? Wow, that's great. Thanks, guys. Yeah. And then that, and then also the engineering class, I was like, this is awful. I hate engineering. I can't do this. People are creepy and weird. And I was just having a bad time. I was like, this is not my calling. So then I was like, okay, I'll just switch back to computer science because clearly that's what I wanted to do anyway. Hated it. <laughs> <laughs> Went into coding. I was like, this is not the coding I did in high school because the coding I did in high school with my teacher, he just like winged the whole course. We did a lot of uh, HTML, which is pretty much just like making websites my first year I tried it. And it was with the lady. And like... It was fun, though eventually I kind of like got left behind because I wasn't completing my homework on time because of something. I don't even remember what it was. I think it was sports. So like I got a little lost. So the next year when we started the next unit, I was like somewhat lost. But, like we're like, oh, we'll make it through as long as we have this one kid in our class who like gave us the answers on the low. Like we got this. And then like the third year, I was like, well, I might as well take AP computer science because I'm going to do it in college or whatever. So maybe I can get by early. Didn't get uh, any credit for that when going to tech anyways. I was dumb. I didn't even check my AP score, honestly. Like, to this day, I still don't know what I made on the test because I knew it wouldn't count by the time I went to tech. So I was like, that's stupid. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if I made a one, a two, three. Who knows even a five? I doubt it. Really hardcore because I was all fly coding. 
Um, but I digress. Hated coding. So then I'm like having a tamper, like a like a whole like breakdown. I'm like, what am I gonna do? Like, I gotta know what I gotta do because I can't disappoint the family. Like, I gotta be rich and low or something because because of the lifestyle I lived uh, for my family. I was like, I can't be poor, even though like <laughs> there's no way. What if you find what you actually love to do? Which took me a while to figure that out. But I was like, what can I do that I love and I. At this point, I thought I knew what I really loved, but, like, honestly, I think I was just throwing stuff together that I did find an interest in, and I was like, oh, maybe this will work. So I was like, okay, what, what can I do? What can I do? I'll combine music and uh, technology, because I've loved music since ever, and I listen to all sorts, like, sorts of different genres. Technology's so cool. I'm like, how do I do that? And there was, like, music technology uh, as a program, which is pretty much, like, creating music, and then... All the schools that I could see were only ones that were like private institutions. I was like, whoa, I'm not jumping that hard. Like, that's a lot of money. And what if I hate it? So then I was like, okay, where's another school that's similar? Found you all out. They have a music media program, which is pretty much becoming a music producer. And I was like, okay, like I can make money off that. Like, I don't have to go on stage and sing and like stress myself out if I got famous, like, you know. And like, I can just be behind the scenes. Like, this works. This works. So I go to you all. I get accepted. I failed the first time to get in the program because I did it like you have to have an instrument of some sort before you get accepted. So like you can do vocal or you can do like a literal instrument. And I didn't play instruments in like years at this point. So I was like, there's, there's no way. And, uh, <laughs> I was like, okay, well just do the audition. Cause he didn't have anything else on the side except opera. So I was like, well shit, I guess I'm an opera singer. <laughs> I don't think I was that bad, but of course I was not like college ready. It was pretty good, I gotta admit. <laughs> I got complimented by some music students that were already in the program who were also in chamber choir, which is, like, the highest level of greatness. So I was like, <laughs> but I didn't get it. I was like, hello, <laughs> not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> but I tried again because apparently they had a jazz program for vocals. So who knew? I don't even remember how I found that out. But I got it with jazz. So I was a jazz vocalist. So I was a music media major with a concentration uh with jazz vocals hated it oh my god your life was eat breathe sleep shit music and i was like i can't <laughs> i was like i can't do this i was behind in general because i had done in years and i was like the type of person that can like hear music and like like no notes that way and like i was i had a great ear apparently uh even back when i did violin back in like fourth fifth sixth grade something like that Maybe up to seventh. I don't remember the grade levels, but I got far enough to where I made first chair, which is like the best chair of your section by just hearing the music and just listening to the person who's next to me. Cause she, she knew how to play the notes, but like she wasn't as loud or couldn't play as beautifully as me or something. So like I could just hear the notes from her and I could copy it. And then during my private lesson, my teacher, she asked me to read some notes on this thing. And I was just guessing letters. And she was like, why aren't you doing this? I was like, because I never learned how to read music. And she was, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And she comes to my mom, like, profusely apologizing because she yelled at me. And she's like, I don't know how she made it this far. Like, that's amazing how she's made it as far as she did with just hearing it. So then I learned how to read music, but that was, like, years ago. <laughs> because <laughs> i ended up crying to my private tutor about how i didn't know how but um <laughs> it was an experience 
And by the time I got there, it's like I, I barely remembered anything. And it was just an awful time because literally just live, eat, breathe, sleep music, fart music. And I was like, oh, I don't like this as much as these other people. I was like, I don't even really give like two shits as much as these people. So I'm like, this isn't it. So I'm like, okay, this is like the 17th time I'm switching. My parents hate me. <laughs> I got to get my shit together. We're in college. <laughs> and so I was like fumbling around again. I was like, okay, maybe informatics. And I went around to different programs to ask about it. And informatics is like computer science, just like instead of the technical, like literally writing up all that code hacker stuff, it's like I'm more in like the IT, like help person that you call on or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, okay, great. I don't have to do as much coding, like all this stuff. And then like, by that time, I overwhelmed myself with things I was doing. I was on student orientation staff. We had to meet for class like twice a week on a Wednesday. You had to like do professional dress. And like my class started at like nine and ended at like 530. So as long as you're on campus, you had to wear it. And like I was living in the dorms at that time. So I'd only come back sometimes to the dorm, but like I had too many classes in between where I couldn't. So I was like wearing heels and like either a dress or like slacks and like a like a vest or something all day it was awful all wednesday and that was like the worst day because i had all my classes that day oh my god and then gosh. that friday i had class from one to four and we were preparing for uh shro which is like the student orientation i don't remember what it stands for but like all these people in your district show up and start showing how great orientation leaders you are and try to show off who's a better orientator and <laughs> then I had with that, there's like other stuff that came with it. It was just way too much. Plus I had a part-time job. Plus I was still in a sorority at the time. And then I had like, like 21 hours starting. And then of course it went down, but like, I think it ended with like 15 hours or something crazy like that. And like during the whole thing, one, I just realized I just really don't like technology, but I couldn't like say it to my parents because I was like they keep telling me to do this thing and I gotta know to do it and I gotta make money and blah 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 and then there was a series of breakdowns and by the end of it being diagnosed with depression and anxiety <laughs> I was like well this ain't it chief <laughs> and I read this one book uh, I believe it's called Sapiens a brief look at human humankind or something like that humanity something like that um and like in the story the author was this uh wasn't even a story this is like a factual like nonfiction book but it was very fascinating i recommend it to everyone just look up sapiens you'll, you'll probably find it if the name looks hard to pronounce like if that's it but uh <laughs> he was a world history and a military specialist like major for college and I was like okay like all the stuff he's saying in this book is stuff I've always been fascinated by and you know like it's inspiring I'm like if he could do it this way then like clearly I should be a history major too do and I do like history a lot but uh going through this past semester I realized yeah not as much as I thought and this time I actually decided to listen to my friends after uh ignoring them all these years and realizing man y'all are actually right and I was just dumb and being led on by my parents. Um, I realized that history wasn't it. And we have this program at our school, which like every school has general studies, of course. Uh, but ours is called University College. And in this way, instead of just taking random classes as a general studies major, you actually make your own curriculum. 
based on what you want to do later in life. So like this past semester, I need to take a language. So I took Japanese because <laughs> why not? Why not let out my inner weeb? Now, just because there's, I had a cousin, I have a cousin who's Japanese and she speaks it fluently. So I was like, she can help if I really do want to be uh, a nerdy person and nerd out with manga and like anime. I was like, okay, I can do that too. And then plus I thought it was easier to learn than Chinese because I didn't want to learn French and Spanish because Spanish was really boring. I was like, oh, I don't really want to parler vous français, but I can do Japanese. And then there was Arabic, but it wasn't at a time that worked for me. And I, I, and sign language, everyone always signs up for sign language, so it's always full. So I was like, all right, let's see if I can do it. And it's online from a different university, but, like, loved it, even though I literally had a panic attack the first semester because they have, like, three different alphabets. Both of them, both the first two have 46 characters. They all look different. You can't compare it to anything else, really, unless Chinese. But how is that going to help you if you only speak English? And then uh, kanji. And then that's all Chinese characters. There's like only over 5,000. And even the Japanese people don't even know all of them. So I was like, well, this is, this is a bad time. But I loved it overall. And just figuring out that I enjoyed culture when I was able to, like, pinpoint stuff I actually really enjoyed about, like, history and why I loved it and, like, all this other stuff. Though I still do love history. But um, I really so much I love culture, relating to people, helping people, and just trying to be honest with myself and, like, how I realize I have so many interests that always change, which isn't a bad thing. I found this thing called, like, being a multi-personalite or something like that where you have so many interests in so many things, but you don't necessarily have a passion for one thing, which isn't a bad thing, because you're almost, in a sense, more marketable, because you have adaptability, you're very flexible with certain ideas and just, like, comprehending stuff. So it all worked out. So when I went towards that, I went to the university college program, like I was saying, and I just got accepted into general studies, because you have to get accepted. It's this whole process. I was, like, wild. But I finally got accepted into it, and now I'm a general studies major with a concentration in humanities and arts. And I'll still graduate weirdly on time because of my time at Tech, and I just kept taking the uh, filler classes. So, like, it worked out weirdly enough, but... That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that's my... <laughs> and, of course, there's more in between, but, like, that's, like, a summary of my journey. <laughs> yeah. It was... It's definitely, like, I'm happy I went through it, even though, like, there were many of nights where I cried myself to sleep or just stayed up crying, you know, just in general. Yeah. And had panic attacks. But, like, I learned a lot about myself along the process. Like, I have to be more honest with myself about what I have interest in. Though for the longest time, I couldn't even tell what I had interest in because my parents, like, I don't blame them for it because there's a part of me that still let them do it. But, like, because they helicopter parents me for a long time and, like, because I always want to do exactly what they wanted me to do because I didn't want to disappoint them. For the longest time, I didn't really know who I was as a person. Still finding myself at this point, too. Mm-hmm. But, like, once I was able to just kind of sit in on it and, like, think about it, listen to other people for once and stop, like, putting up walls, which is what my personality type loves to do. Um, I was able to kind of figure out, like, okay, what do I really want to do? and Hopefully, I don't switch my mind again, which I don't think I will. But I'm going to try to do either become a translator translator, or an interpreter. That's cool. And the other languages lined up for me, too. 
So I'm probably going to do Arabic with my Japanese, Chinese, and uh, sign language, probably. That's awesome. Especially because, like, I don't know, there's so much uncertainty and, like, when you don't know what you're going to do, but it feels like everyone else around you knows what they're going to do. It just, I it, it causes a lot of self-doubt. Definitely. And so, like, I, it, it's great to hear that, like, even though you've gone through this, like, you're, you're still, like, remaining positive about, like, what you're going to do in the future. And, like, now you know more about yourself. Right. So. I feel like. Okay. Continue. No, go ahead. <laughs> Uh, like, I feel, it's kind of funny, because I feel kind of hypocritical, though, like, not fully, when I was telling other students about it, because I'm like, hey, look, I switched majors, like, six times when I talked to them during orientation. I'm like, don't worry about it, like, you'll, you'll still find your way, you'll find your passion. I'm like, I'm doing history now, and, like, I ain't probably gonna make any money from it, because, you know, that's everyone's usual concern when they come in. And I'm like, but I'm happy. So that's all that matters. Yeah. Throughout the process, I was, like, still happy, though it wasn't what I wanted. But, like, I felt more free and more liberated the more and more I kept thinking about, like, what I want to do rather what other people expect me to do or what my parents expect me to or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So um, you said that you, like, went on a journey of, like, trying to figure out who you are and, like, what you like. So... Can you, like, describe how you went about that? Mm, It started mainly with just, I think it started around the time I was diagnosed with depression and anxiety, which was last year, uh, April, I believe. And, like, I kind of realized that a lot of times it takes, like, people to end up going to extreme lengths usually change their personality especially when they have like stubborn or like just like a way of living they've lived their whole life and honestly that's both me with (laughs) both aspects um it's like for the past well now this year I'll turn 22 but for the past 20-ish years before I turned 21 this year probably 21 too but um I live for other people and their expectations and a lot of it came down to, like, actually realizing I had a problem. So, like, first when I was diagnosed, I was like, okay, so what am I going to do about this? Like, read up on it. Learn about it. Um, don't just, like, realize that you've been diagnosed and just use it as, like, a weakness or something. Like, try to grow from it. Understand why it happened. Mm-hmm. And then I went to the on-campus therapist before I even was diagnosed, honestly, but because they said, like, maybe they can help you with picking your career weirdly enough, but, like, I was like, okay, and, uh, in general, luckily, because I met her before, like, we could talk about a lot of stuff that was happening, and from there, I met with her, was being honest with myself, um, realized a lot of the stuff that I need to work on in general with her, but also, I just knew, for, like, instance, I used to shut off my emotions, still probably, in a sense, do, but I realized I needed to open up, so, like, slowly but surely, I'd, like, talk more to my friends. i try to open up more to my parents. <clears throat> Though my parents were a little harder to open up with. 
though I think I'm just a pretty honest person. So luckily it worked out for me in general. So I wasn't really scared necessarily. Mm -hmm. But I was scared more so for my parents just because, once again, my fear of failure and disappointing them, I, I felt like I couldn't be fully honest. Because, like, what if I say, like, something wrong? And then, like, they're like, what the heck? Like, what's wrong with you? There's nothing wrong. And I'd be like, oh, well, obviously they must be right. Like, this whole time I've been able to do everything perfectly fine. And it's like, ah, there was something wrong with that. If you're able to literally seem like the ideal perfection and, like, clearly never still be truly happy. So it, it really first came for the first step, just, like, realizing that I have a problem. And then second, pinpointing the problems. Mm -hmm. After I was kind of able to like pinpoint what my problems were, like one of the things I used to do, for instance, was not just awkward situations, but probably situations that did make me feel uncomfortable or like would like make an emotion that most people would just like some people would say like weak, like you feel like you cry or whatever, even though it's not weak, of course. But like any emotion that make you feel somewhat emotional during conversation I end up laughing instead of just talking about it mm -hmm. and my therapist pointed that out to me so I was like oh wow well <laughs> but um definitely got over that surprisingly I think I worked on that like really hard though because I was like I hate that being pointed out about me so I was like well, I don't want to do it anymore but yeah. in general I just pinpointed which problems I had and just started trying to work on them in general tried to uh, find people who could hold me accountable for it like my friends like my family before we had a whole argument but that's that's so much later and I digress but um just have people hold me accountable for the actions I want to switch yeah and then once I was able to do that slowly but surely when you start changing your actions of like old habits and such, you start kind of realizing what you actually feel instead of like the underlying feeling you're trying to change it to. So like if I felt uncomfortable in this situation, I used to just laugh it off. Now when I stop laughing, it's like, wait, I don't like this and I don't agree with this and it makes me feel uncomfortable. So instead of just continuing with it, I'd be like, hey, that's not funny. Or, hey, I don't want to talk about this, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's, it's weird because once all the things that used to just fill those voids of like trying to dismiss the bad habits are disappear, like disappear and like remove, you, you instantly kind of realize, or, or you slowly at least start to realize, okay, I actually don't find this funny or, oh, I don't like this scenario or a situation that I'm in. And maybe I don't like. I don't know, partying as much as I did because if I stop drinking or something, I see how dumb it is and, like, people make me feel uncomfortable. So you stop, do, like, going to parties or something. Mm -hmm. It's, it's kind of like that kind of progression. It's just a, it's like a, almost like that's, like, the start of the journey, at least. And the more and more I realized stuff like that, the more and more I began to change as a person and realizing stuff where I was like, like, when I cut off uh, all my permed hair, which was just, like, straightened hair instead of, like, having a natural and, like, Afro-ish, like, most of our, of my African-American heritage stems from, um, I didn't want to do it at first because my dad said it was, like, ghetto. 
or something. And I was like, well, I don't want to look ghetto and I don't want to disappoint my dad. But I was like, screw it. I'm going to do it anyway because I've always wanted to go natural. So even after I did it, I mean, like, I didn't talk to my parents at first because this is the point where we were fighting. But I eventually had to go home for something. I don't remember what it was anymore. But they're like, oh, wow, we, I like your hair and, like, all this kind of stuff. And it's nice. And I was like, mm, yeah, I know. Maybe you shouldn't judge it first. Maybe just because other people look crazy or something doesn't mean I will. And doesn't necessarily mean they even look crazy. Maybe you're just being judgmental overall. Yeah. So. It's little things like that to where, like, now I'm like, all right, I'm going to do it anyway because I like it and I'm an adult. What are you going to do about it, you know? Yeah, like, you have to, there's a transition between, like, being your parent's child and then being a grown-up. And sometimes parents, like, want to keep, like, remain controlling over who you are. A hundred percent. And it's just stifling your growth as an, not even just as like a person to adulthood, just like as an individual. Yeah. Like you, you don't even know your own individuality. You don't even know like your likes, your interests, like to extremes, you don't even know who you are. And that's where I was. I was at the extreme end of it where I was like, I, I don't even know what my likes are. I, do I really even enjoy this? Like, different emotions I had were just skewed because I just related them to other things. Like, I'm pretty sure at this point, my my uh, idea of love, at least for my family, probably just mainly my parents, was just more obligation, duty, and, like, just just having, like, the praise that you receive from like doing what's right and being like in a way perfect. Cause that's always how I wanted to be perceived, how I thought I was supposed to be perceived and like how a lot of people did think I was in general. Yeah. Um, but once I kind of realized, yeah, that's not it. And even they kind of told me that after we had a talk and like other people told me, and then I was kind of like, Hmm. I don't know what it is. Like, of course, I still feel love for friends and such. But I think for the longest time, I separated those two feelings. And I like, kind of had love for family, then love for friends. And I, and I think you, of course, love people differently and all that kind of stuff. But, like, it was just so off kilter that I was like, okay, that's not even love. I don't even know what it was. Probably just, like I said, obligation and, like, respect and, like, I don't know. Just something more along those lines to where, like, now I'm like, do I even know? <laughs> do I even know in a sense of love is? Like, do I even love anyone? Do I really like my friends? Like, it's, it's, I'm on that kind of journey right now. At least really just defining my own, like, emotions and, like, figuring out what I really feel. Yeah. I actually struggle with that a lot of, like, for so long I put everyone else's emotions before my own. I mean, I definitely still do that, um, but, like, so much so that I don't even recognize, like, when I'm upset or, like, allow myself to be upset. Right. But we're working on that. (laughs) (laughs) Most definitely. It's just, oh my gosh, it's such a hard journey. 
like you and like me, we've been doing it for so long and so many years. It's almost been like engraved in our very being. Mm-hmm. And I hate it when a lot of times people will say like, that's just like who you are. Like, that's your personality. And it's like, it's really not. It's kind of what was molded for me. Yeah. Or so like, like in a sense, go on. I was going to say, when people say that you're like a people pleaser, it's like, okay, maybe I want people to be happy, or maybe I've just been trained to, like, make everyone else, like, put everyone else's need before my own. Right. And, like, that's all I know. Maybe I don't want to be a people pleaser. Maybe it's just all I've ever known, and I don't know how to do anything different from that. Precisely. You know, because if you go from trying to make everyone happy to, like, an actual being with their own opinions and their own personality then how are people going to react to that? Like, because essentially, to me, I think, being a people pleaser also kind of insinuates that you're a pushover, in a sense. And so, like, when you take back that power, when you allow yourself to actually thrive as something, then, like, people get offended. They're like, but but you were, like, you were my friend. You, like, you always listen to my problems. You never, like called me out of my bullshit like what what happened and you're like well actually I'm just like being being like existing right yeah that was that was a little tangent (laughs) don't know where (laughs) that came from you're right you're right but um so I I think it's cool like like, not cool, but we we <laughs> do have several similarities of, like, going through college and, like, breaking away from, like, ideals that were placed on us and, um, like, being diagnosed with depression um, and anxiety. And we also both have ESAs. Yes. So, Atlas is my ESA. She's a fiery beast. Um, but we, you want to <laughs> talk about... Your ESA? Yes, his name is Diego. He's laying right next to me like a little like a little ham. Um, he I got it from the animal shelter here in Lafayette. Um, he's about two years old, I think four months by now. Uh-huh. And surprisingly, so his backstory is I don't remember all of it because I don't think the lady elaborated that far, but he was hit by a car before he was brought in. Oh no. I know, right? He fractured his 9 through 11 ribs, so, like, more on the back ribs. And if you, like, ever meet him and feel his sides, like, you can definitely tell. Or when he's walking up the steps. But he's he's perfectly fine now. Even when they brought him in, they were like, you couldn't even tell that he was hurt. He was brought in with another dog. And uh, the other dog, you could tell, was in so much pain. But he was just so sweet and so kind. And you couldn't even tell he had a problem. So what kind of dog is he? Funny enough, they didn't tell me at first, so I had to research. Uh, they just had terrier mix on there, and I was like, I feel like there's more than that. He is a rat terrier mix, and I think he's mixed with Chihuahua. Uh-huh. But he doesn't bark. Like, I think that was the funniest thing when he first came back. Like, we're like, does he make sounds? Because he never barked, he never growled, or anything. Now he does it so, like, occasionally. Like, so rare. I think I've heard him, like, like, maybe bark, like, maybe five times. Like, it's weird. Yeah. But, like, also, like, blessed because ain't nobody want a dog barking constantly. Honestly, that is so true. <laughs> that is so true. Atlas is, um, 
so we were talking about this a little bit earlier off the record, but, like, Atlas is kind of, like, all of the fiery, like, impulsive parts of me in, like, a cat. So she's, <laughs> she's like, very talkative and, like, honestly, she, like, likes to destroy things. And <laughs> she's just, like... Yeah, like you. She, like, takes what's hers. She, she, she'll, like, or takes what's not hers. She, like, runs in the room. She's, like, oh, I want that carpet and, like, drags it out of the room. Um, yeah, but so how is, how is Diego like you? Oh, my gosh. He's surprisingly very funny like me, and it really showed, like, recently when my sister came over. But, like, as much as I seem like a people person, which I don't think I'm not, but, like, I like my alone time. I like to have my own space. He does, too. Like, he'll go up and meet other people, get excited, but, like, instantly will just lay down and relax like me. Like, I'm not about to expend all this unnecessary energy. He really exudes that. But one thing I don't do is he just follows me around. I think it's in his breed naturally, but, like, I can't even, like, like, if I get up from the bed, instantly wakes up. Like, he could be passed out. He'll wake up instantly, just watch me. Uh-huh. in the bathroom like a cat like when I'll pee if I've been in the bathroom for too long and the door happens to be open and I learned it the first time so now I just kind of leave the door open if I'm alone and like he'll just kind of walk in see if I'm still there maybe start eating his food again but then like come back and like see if I'm there sometimes he'll walk all the way up to where I'm sitting and like want to be pet I'm like oh god oh god man yeah <laughs> but um yeah he's just He's just himself, doesn't like people coming in his space. My sister tried to, like, you know how some people do when they, like, love dogs, like, try to, like, mimic them or whatever, not to make fun of them, but, like, to get closer. She was, like, trying to sniff him, and, like, (laughs) (laughs) and, like, he started to growl, and I was like, hey, hey, like, my bag of shoes, like, just kept doing it, like a dummy, and he barked at her, and in the process, he, like, hit his teeth on her nose, broke skin. And she's like, and he, like, I think he hit his head against her lip or something. Who knows? I don't know what the second part was from, but she said it was from him too. So I was like, okay, whatever. But like, she had a little, like, little bump on her lip afterwards. And like, (laughs) I was like, why did you get in his space? You know, he doesn't like, like, he's not that big of a people person. He doesn't like people in his face. Because at first she was like, he doesn't seem like you at all. He's nice and sweet. I was like, well, offended, but also like, huh. And then like he did that. She's like, okay, yeah, he's exactly like you. And I was like, you know what? I take pride in that. Yeah. <laughs> like she's fine now, of course. But like I was just like, I was dying laughing. Yeah, I mean, that's her fault. It really was. I was like, why are you dumb? I was like, you can't even blame him. Like, he literally growled and told you to back up, and you did not. That's like me when I'm like, go away, and she still bothers me. And I I will say this. She's my older sister, too. She's 24, and I swear she's not 24. (laughs) So now she acts it. Maybe around other people, but never around me. I always feel like the older sibling. Hmm. So, okay, so what is having an ESA, like, um, which ESA stands for Emotional Support Animal, but, like, what does that mean for you? Oh, my gosh, she helps me overall just, like, that kind of, like, I'll say this. He really just 
kind of taught me what like unconditional love is which you always talk about dogs do that i think cats can do that too just depending on like how close you are to your cat and like what kind of cat you got but just dogs to show that unconditional like love and support and just always being next to me just always gave me that kind of like love i felt like i didn't have but also somewhat pushed away but really just didn't want from the people i could receive it from at the time mainly just my family Mm-hmm. And just having him near, near me just, like, brightens my day, makes me so much happier. It was, like, in the beginning, I was so excited, like, when he followed me around. But, like, now it's kind of annoying. But also, I still love him. But um, he just he just brings sort of that routine in my life that I was missing at one point, especially with this past semester. I didn't even, like, get up, brush my teeth regularly. I wouldn't take showers or baths regularly. I debated on skipping classes at times and I was late for my 8 a.m. though I'm like a morning person it never was a problem before like I just debate getting up it was just it was hard and now like <laughs> sometimes I still skip certain stuff but like I've gotten back into routine mainly just because like I have to get up at seven to let him out since I'm in an apartment and like walk him around or whatever cool thing side note is he's leash trained so like I don't have to walk him with a leash oh really Yes, I don't know if, if if like the place train him or he just really is that smart because their breed is supposed to be very intelligent. But like, I don't have to walk him with the leash. That's so cool. I know, right? I just always keep it around my neck though, just in case. Like, if like car- there's a lot of cars out or something, and then like there's a lot of people out. And funnily enough, he doesn't really like other dogs, even though he was feral. So like, he doesn't run up to them. He usually, he usually just stays on the sidewalk. You see all the hair on his back stand up, and he doesn't go near them. So, like, in another plus, weirdly enough. He'll, he'll like them once he gets, like, used to them, of course. But, like, not if he sees them on the street. Yeah. So, like, and the only thing I have to worry about is sometimes there's stray cats here, and he'll chase them. And he's only done it once, though, and it was at night. And that was the moment I learned how fast he was and how fast he could jump. <laughs> Because we were walking, he wasn't on the leash, and he was just like, we're just chilling. I see his ears go up. And I was like, what? And I'll say he reminds me of a dingo. That's why I named him Diego, because his ears, and when he's, when they're standing up, it looks just like a dingo. It's hilarious. But he just, his ears went up, and he's like looking in this direction. I was like, what? And I was like trying to look, but I couldn't see, of course, it was nighttime. It was super dark. He runs over to a car, cat dashes out, he dashes out, they're like sprinting at each other. I was like, oh my god. He like, like the cat sprinted up this palm tree in the middle of like our little apartment area. He sprinted up halfway up the tree and jumped up that high. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> and it was easily like higher than like probably like five feet easy. And he's like, <laughs> I don't even. I don't even know. His size. He's he's a small dog that weighs about twenty pounds. <laughs> Man, Diego got hopped. Jumped up halfway up the tree, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And that's when I was like calling back, I was like, "Diego!" But I couldn't yell because you know it was like eleven o'clock at night. So I was like, like trying to yell at him, but he came back instantly after I yelled at him. But like I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> Anytime I see him stop and stare in the distance for too long. I like put the I put the leash on because I'm like ah oh, we ain't playing that game again. <laughs> and then he'll weirdly walk in the street sometimes. I'm like you got hit by a whole car. <laughs> How do you still do this casually? He'll just walk in the street, just strolling. I'm like what the heck? Oh my gosh! But 
but like also still me i'll i'll know something's wrong still do it again because you know short-term memory (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so what do you look forward to about like being in this new major and like I don't know. What do you look forward to about graduating high school or college? <laughs> well, graduating high school, <laughs> um, graduating college and just this semester in general, uh, there's so much flexibility with it because like I said, I love culture, but if you do either history, you only take history classes and learn about it. But like, if you do another major, it's like, you only take those. Like I was, the one thing about history was it took it, it takes in all aspects. Like, a lot of these other uh, liberal arts majors. But, like, it took in psychology. It took in anthropology. It took in sociology. It took in, like, there's so much. And I loved all those features of it because it just all encompasses culture. So I was like, ah, I could do anthropology. But I was like, ah, like the bones and the dirt. And I'm like, ah, I don't know if that's really my calling. And I was like, maybe sociology. And I was like, ah, maybe not. Like, I want to just focus on that. Same thing with psychology. So finally, with this general studies, as long as I get like certain classes, like depends on what classes I want to take, of course. But like for anthropology, I'm taking this one online class right now. Once I pass that, there's like any anthropology class I can take. Yeah. And it will still count towards my major. Same with like psychology, except I have to take like one more psychology and I'm like, oh, I ain't going to do that. But um, if I did, then it's like I can take any psychology and it still counts. Same with history, like any of the stuff in the arts. And I was like, oh my gosh, like even my music credits that I had before that weren't like really counting towards any of my other majors. It's like now it all counts. That's insane. Right? It's like a weird kind of block thing. So like, and it only funnily enough happens for humanities and arts. So behavioral science is different. They only have one block, very strict. Uh, Same with uh, just science in general. Then there's uh, there's one other one. There's, like, different blocks. I think there's a business block. And, like, they don't have as much flexibility as humanities and arts. Like, humanities and art, arts, like, I can go take some visual arts stuff in the arts program or, like, drawing, and it still count. I can go take any of the liberal arts classes up to criminology. Uh, our criminal justice program, I can take, like, any psych classes like any music classes and it all counts and I was like that's crazy but like it's just the freedom and flexibility of it all and like I can now like make myself so much more marketable and like have so many other things going for me that I can use you know I don't have to be just so limited because all that matters in the end is everyone always says now only once you've entered it's just you just need a degree once you get the bachelor's degree like you're good there's only certain things where it's like okay like you actually need this to go on but, like, even for, like, medicine, at this point, you don't even have to have a biology degree. You can go in for dance. As long as you take the biology requirements, you're good. And they look for that more because there's so many people that just have biology degrees, and it's so boring. And, like, they look for people who have different type of majors and such. Yeah. So, like, it's so, it's so much better now. You can practically do whatever you want inside your field that you actually enjoy those things rather than just doing one thing. Mm -hmm. So it's like without having to have the other experience from all the other stuff as well, it's like I'm already well-rounded just from all the different classes. Do you think that the flexibility allows you to be more creative? Oh, 100%. 
A hundred percent. Because with all the music classes, even though like I was like, ah, oh, music is awful. It's like I still got the music ideas. So you have that creativity, that outside critical thinking. Even with my technology classes, I did count. They still count because I needed computer literacy. And because I took certain classes with that, it already like fixed my requirement for that. But it's like I also got some more critical thinking on that side. Analytical thinking from history classes I take. Um, I'm going to take anthropology, which will help me even more with the cultural aspects. I can still take Japanese and that will go towards my whole degree. So it's like now I get my languages that I want. There's just so much flexibility and so much creativity that I can get out of it. It's perfect. And I wish that they just made most degrees like this. Mm -hmm. Because it just it would help so many students along the way without having to have so much stressors like engineering medical field stuff okay i can understand if it's like really oh diego i can understand if it's really like you know just like strict and you know you don't have that much room for flowing or anything because you know you need to get all those classes in that are necessary mm-hmm. but like other degrees like english even for you are you still english creative writing no 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 yeah i'm in studio art now oh spicy <laughs> but uh <laughs> even with that like you should have the room to be flexible even if you want to take english classes and such because that can help you that can help you with your storyboarding or like making new ideas for artwork yeah so actually i'm gonna have an uh english minor um i'm thinking about also i i really like taking history classes so i'm kind of thinking about doing a history minor too <gasps> but <laughs> that's a lot more class i don't know Hey, if you do go to graduate school, you could always do it there, too. Yeah. That's what else I always try to help people think about. Like, when you go to graduate school, you have more flexibility. But it's like if you want that flexibility in undergrad more so, like, the general studies uh, degree really does help with that. Yeah. Depending on the school, of course, but. Not declaring a major can be extremely helpful as a freshman coming into college. Just because you get your general requirements and along the way you, you figure out what classes you like and what classes you don't like. Right. And I wish I just like sucked it up and did that instead. <laughs> yeah, me too. But there's such a there's such a stigma around being undeclared. Right. Like because it's like, oh, like, oh, you're just gonna waste your time when actually I feel like I wasted a lot of my time by bouncing around and not just being undeclared. Right. So. Like, the only thing that was lucky for me was just because when I bounced around, I did most of just the basic requirement stuff, so it helped me in the end. Yeah. And when I dropped classes, it was just, like, the major specific classes I dropped, so, like, it worked. But, like, also, most people don't do that. I just kind of knew from my guidance counselor or the person I think when I was there at the time who told me about it, it's like at least finish the general courses. Yeah. If you don't finish your major ones, I don't remember who told me that, but like someone did, which was the best advice ever. But like, yeah, most people aren't that lucky. Mm-hmm. And some people just stay in a major just because it's easy and like they feel like they've devoted so much time to it. Right. I will say if you've done a major since like, junior or like senior year you probably should just finish it out just because like as long as you're doing well in it not like if you're struggling and you like like can't do it anymore or something like that no 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 never do it 
But like, if you're that far along and like, you don't want to spend more money for that, that's probably the only time I'd say like stick with it and just really change it up in graduate school and like fix those requirements when you got to go to graduate school. Cause at that point you're just kind of wasting money unless you got a full ride, then like YOLO, you do you. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't nobody want that debt for that reason. Uh, Do you have any like new projects that you want to work on? Oh, a hundred percent. I, uh, Started Instagram for music, though I'm so inconsistent with it. So I'm, a part, I'm like posting songs for that just because I love singing Disney songs. I'm like, not to gloat or anything. <laughs> but most people say I'm a Broadway or Disney princess voice. And I just like singing like that because it just makes me feel like, I don't know, like a princess. Mm-hmm. And uh, I usually do that on one of my uh, other Instagrams. I have like seven or some crazy shit. I'm like, oh my God. I, I'm so- I know I have a solid like four but one of them is because it's like me and my roommate made one because we so much stupid shit happened this last semester with our apartment complex because it's a new one and they're just it was rough so like (laughs) we were recapping all that and we put it on that one then i have my actual personal one but i only use that one just so i can like use it for organizational things like it's like oh when i had my sorority i was like oh well here's my page and follow me for this and like oh my sorority sisters follow me yay or whatever yeah, And then I have the one that I actually, like, have for myself because I don't really care what other people do. Except, like, certain friends. Like, of course, I follow you on my other one. Um, and I like all y'all's pictures so I can, like, give you all that extra like, too. But, like, that <laughs> one's mainly for... <laughs> that was mainly for just, like, stuff that I actually like and have interest in. And then, like, my, like, ten friends. <laughs> <laughs> and then... And now I have the music one. So... We're really out here. <laughs> I mean, do what you gotta do, I guess. <laughs> it, at first it was like, I had my main one. Then I was like, poop on this because I don't even post pictures. And like, even though I don't really care about likes or like people following me, it annoys me when like the follower account goes down. I'm like, that's annoying because I'm still following your bitch ass because I'm not about to go do the stupid app that tells you who's following you, who's not. Like, I don't care. Yeah. I'm like, that's annoying to see. So I was like, mm, I don't like it anymore, so I'm going to just delete it. And then I made the other one just as, like, a Finsta or whatever. And I just used it to follow, like, the 10 friends and then, like, my interests. Because I was like, yay, like, I love y'all. But then I had to open the other one because of the sorority and, like, orientation staff and such. So I was like, ugh. So, like, that's the main reason I still really like my real one, question mark. Um... But I still really more so use my fake one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and that, and then potentially, like, I don't know, like, a lot of stuff that I was thinking about doing, you just inspired me kind of to do. Like, even with your podcast, I was like, oh, maybe me and my roommate should make a podcast. Aww, <laughs> that's so sweet. Like, legit, though. Like, you really did. I was like, oh, Kelly's just doing her thing out here. I'm like, I want to do something like that. Um, and so I'm like, this year, it's me. That's that's kind of why I even did the haircut. That's why I, like, I don't know. That's why I followed through through a lot of stuff. So I was like, you know what? Callie's doing her thing out here. I can do that, too. <laughs> uh, I love, okay, I love watching people grow. And so, like, knowing you through the years and just seeing how you've, like, developed more of a sense of self is just so beautiful. And, like... Uh, I don't know. I I just think that, like, there's a lot of things that 
we don't do because we just, like, might be scared to. Right. And so, like, the key takeaway that I want, like, the listener to have is, like, just do it. Like, go out and, like, celebrate yourself and, you know, grow outside of your standards. Go to counseling um, and just figure out who you are. Right. It's really hard, but, like, you can do it. Right. I implore people to do it because it's just such a freeing experience once you kind of realize your own sense of self and it's just like, I don't care what Mm -hmm. anyone else thinks because I'm happy. Because in the end, like, what are they going to do? Like, like, I mean, like, the, the one thing I always want people to think about is just, like, if you're not happy, then why? what's the point? Like, <laughs> you know? Because, like, why live your life in fear and, in, like, in regret? Because, like, what, what's, the, what's the end point? What's the end goal then? Exactly. Like, what's the point of making money if you're miserable anyway? Like. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to just literally be the, the, like, like, the cheesy, like, what's the point of living or what's the point of life? But, like, honestly, what is? Because if you're just following the social norms and not enjoying anything along the way and you're, like, always bored or something or just, I don't know, just can't enjoy yourself, what is the point? Honestly? You don't, have to, you don't have to find some higher meaning of life or something, but, like, what is the point for you? Like, are you really living? Honestly, that is such, like, such a good point to make. And, like, if you, one thing I would say is, like, if you don't know who you are or, like, you're, or you're trying to, like, figure out what your identity is and whatnot, change your look. Like, I, I'm not about to go tell someone to, like, cut off all their hair. But if that's what you need to do, like, cut off all your hair. Dude, I swear it empowers you. I don't know what it is, but each time I cut my hair shorter and shorter, like, the first time I cut my hair, I cut off 12 inches. Even though I had, like, some sewing to, like, make it fuller, I still had 12 inches of hair, and I cut it all off. I know. (laughs) And, like... I felt like a badass. And then when I kept cutting it shorter at my time at UL, like, I just felt like more of that bitch. And now that I, like, literally just have, like, practically, like, a little tennis ball head or whatever, dude, I'm out here fucking slaying. Like, I I say cut off all your hair. Dally might not say it, but I say cut off your hair. Look, look, you were actually (laughs) one of the people that, like, got me to cut my hair shorter. Uh, You and Mouse and Ruby and whatnot, because uh, y'all had all cut your hair short, and I was like, yeah, I've always wanted to, but, like, I just don't think I'll look good. Y'all, I look so much better with short hair than I ever did with long hair. Dude, tea on the low, no tea, no shade, but, like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just, I don't know, I, I mean, it definitely, like, I, I wouldn't say, like, get it professionally done, because, like, that's, It depends. Like, if you have the means to get it professionally done, then do that. But also, if you have someone, like, that's your friend that you trust with a pair of scissors, like... Go for it. Go for it. Like, I I don't know. I feel like I'm very relaxed about my hair now. So, (laughs) I'm just like, it's getting too long. We did it in my kitchen. Yeah. My my friend came over and we just cut off the relaxed part. We're like, all right, Afro time. (laughs) <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. 
also, like, I don't know, get, like, changing your wardrobe can also, like, affect, like, how you present yourself. Like, instead of buying things that other people like, like, just go to a store by yourself and be like, okay, like, I like wearing this or I like wearing that. Especially, like, just go to, like, a Plato's Closet or, like, Purple Cow or whatever and just, like, find random, like, small things that you, like, enjoy. Yeah. And if you, like, because if you're that scared or something, because maybe you'll make, like, a big purchase and you're like, I didn't really like that. Like, then just go to, like, Purple Cow or, like, Plato's Closet. Maybe pick out something small, like a little t-shirt or something. Maybe you like that style. Like, try it out. See how you feel. Dress yeah. it up. You might learn that, like, oh, wait, I do like the grunge look and not the preppy look. Who knows? Yeah, like, thrift stores are so great because you can go and buy something for $3 and then, like, like, if you buy a dress and you're like, actually, I don't like wearing dresses. I'd much rather wear it as a t-shirt. You don't feel guilty for, like, cutting it up. Like, it's $3. Right. Like, that's what I, I, a lot of times I buy clothes from a thrift store and then I make alterations to them. Because, like, why not? It was only $3. Like, what's it matter if it winds up not looking good? I can just, you know, try again. Right. Yeah. It's just a big old YOLO. <laughs> yeah. Also, you gotta, like, hold yourself in a feeling of, like, being uncomfortable. Because, like, I don't know. Like, for me, like, I, I'm still trying to figure myself out, I guess. Like, I don't have all the answers. I don't think I ever will. But, like, allowing myself to feel awkward in, like, maybe, like, an outfit that I'm wearing. I know that, like... Practicing that feeling will help me become more confident in the long run. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Even though it, like, feels like work at the time. I don't know. Like, by the end of it, though, like, you feel like like a whole new person. Which which is kind of funny because it's like you are, but, like, also you're just finally yourself. Weirdly enough. Yeah. It's, okay. So do you have any, um... Any advice or any questions or anything you'd like to finish this off with? Advice-wise, at least I'll say, like, literally just just go all in. Because if you don't go all in, you just, like, it's different if you're, like, doing baby steps, you know? Like, that's fine because you're still going all in, but you're just taking it slow. But, like, go all in because if not, you're probably not going to end up happy with your results because you aren't really just not make it or break it, but you weren't really putting all your effort in, all your eggs in the basket to see how you'd actually change. Because you're still, that just means you're still holding on to something in the past. And that's not changing and growing. So if you're going to do something, like, just just go for it, man. Ain't nobody going to judge you. You can just be like, I was trying something new. And everyone be like, you know what? I wish I did. Like, most people think you're pretty awesome afterwards. I'll think you're awesome. If that makes you feel better. <laughs> Do you uh do you want to give out your one of your Instagram handles or all four of them? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember all four of them. Um, I'm still embarrassed to do my music one, so I guess I'll just do my normal one. It's uh K R I S K A B A S I. I think people always pronounce it. I use it for like almost everything for all my stuff. I think people try to pronounce it Chris Cavassi. Yeah. So like. Go for that. <laughs> yes. Also, like, you're amazing, and thank you for being on my podcast. 
Thank you for having me. I've been wanting to do this for a while. Me too. And you're opening season three. That's so exciting. I know. It's like when you're like, yeah, season three episode one. I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear myself talking and then be like, wow, I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I always, I always, okay. It's kind of narcissistic, but I love re-listening to these episodes and like, like, laughing at laughing along as it happens or just like feeling like I'm there again it's just so great all right when I'll call you back when I hear it I'm like wow you were wrong Callie I hate it all (laughs) (laughs) I mean look it's so it's so weird because like I've noticed from like season one when I was so embarrassed to just like record myself talking so like now where I'm like, okay, like this is how the conversation goes and like this is how I can ask another question. And it's it's interesting to just be able to like auditorily hear myself growing. I don't know. Right. Ooh, I'm excited. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thanks for listening.